So are you tired of seeing little or no return for your marketing efforts? Have you been burned doing business with cheap internet companies that lock you into long-term contracts and provide no tangible results? Do you want people who are actually interested in your products and services to find you easily on the internet? WSI has developed in-depth knowledge and an extensive network of industry thought leaders that know your company's goals and objectives are unique. When you work with them, you not only gain the local expertise of your WSI consultant, but they guide you through an effective strategy based on digital experience of their global network. Work with a company that understands your business and provides real results at a price you can afford. Find them at WSIDigitalConnections.com. That's WSIDigitalConnections.com. Welcome back to Digital Connections, where we bring in expert advice to connect you with the services and resources to build a successful business and ultimately to create the life of your dreams. This show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone interested in running a side hustle to your current nine to five. One episode at a time, we help you build a successful business through amazing digital connections. I'm your host, Nancy Johnson, a marketing coach and strategist and owner of WSI Digital Connections, a full service digital marketing agency. On my way to running this company, I have found amazing resources that have helped us grow and they can help your business thrive too. Everyone needs a friend in digital marketing because digital marketing is about connecting people. So my friends, just in case you didn't know, running a business is not a simple task. I really believe that all potential business owners should be screened before they are allowed to open a business to make sure that they love roller coasters. Because honestly, if you do not, I do not know how you make it. One thing that does help, though, is knowing your why. It is what will carry you through the times that you wake up and wonder, what the hell was I thinking? I will tell you my why real quickly. Um, the other day I was speaking with a client and she is so passionate about her business. She's a certified, she has a certified leadership training program and she created it to transform how managers think about HR. She is fully driven to create a better world for all employees and she does this through what she sells. When I see that passion that people have for what they do to help others, it is what drives me to create and implement amazing marketing plans. I know that it will help them reach the people that they want to reach and more importantly, it will help connect the people they need and are looking for them. It is my contribution to the world. So not everyone has this understanding of their why in their business. And I know that it is like moving forward in quicksand when you don't know that why. So of course, I brought in an expert to help us out of the muck here. So Marika Kemble is the founder of Marika Ocean, a coaching practice guiding leaders who are committed to their work being a source of personal and professional growth. Marika worked in a corporate executive leadership role for over 15 years. 
first in financial services and then later as the president of a sales and marketing startup. In addition to being a certified Wayfinder coach, Marika has a bachelor's degree from Harvard University where she took graduate level coursework in organizational behavior, Buddhism, and public policy. She is also a certified mindfulness meditation mentor and teacher, which she integrates into her coaching work whenever it is appropriate. She has an MBA. She's a mom of two young daughters, ages six and nine, and a recovering perfectionist. And she's also an office supply connoisseur. So Marika, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's really good to be here (laughs) with you, Nancy. All right. So let's start with the elephant in the room. Let's talk about this addiction to office supplies that you have. <laughs> well, you know, um, it's funny. I was just with some some extended family over the weekend and uh, we were talking. She was asking everyone in the family. My aunt was asking everyone in the family to write down what we thought my nine-year-old would be when she grows up uh-huh. and like seal it in an envelope somewhere like a time capsule. And she Ooh, said, Rika, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I thought you were going to do something with office supplies. <laughs> So it's a long-standing, it's a long-standing passion of mine. This office supplies. Um, I I understand. I understand. I have my collection too. You know, I have like little gold clips, paper clips. I I have to have them. You know, but and when I run out of them, I don't even know how I use so many of them. Yeah, or the perfect pen. You know, it doesn't have to be expensive, but it's got to write smoothly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's get down to business here. So, um, let's talk about your business, actually. Let's talk about uh, Marika Ocean. So what is that connection to the ocean all about? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was I was uh, born in 1982. I was raised by um, two hi- hippies, I would say. And so my, my actual, my full name is Marika Ocean Joy. Um, and that was my wow. given name. And so actually, I had originally, like, you know, I have the website, MarikaOceanJoy.com. And uh, and that's really how I identify myself. That's, you know, that's my identity. That's who I am in my own mind. But I sort of decided that as a coach, I wasn't sure this like joy at the end. It's like, am I making a promise that everyone's always going to be happy here? I don't know if I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I dropped the joy and now it's Marika Ocean. So. <laughs> well, I would say it's, it's, it's a joy to talk to you Thank at least. You. So there Thank you go. <laughs> As you said, lots oh, of nat- natural ups and downs in life, though, you know, you can't absolutely it's not bliss all the time. No, no. <laughs> um, so you were a banking executive and then the president of a sales and marketing startup. So how did you end up in coaching? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I worked for, uh, you know, over a, a decade in the financial services industry, and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't passionate about it, sort of as you were describing mm. in the introduction today. I um, I liked the learning experience. I liked the different challenges, I, I but I wasn't all that passionate about the subject matter of banking. What I what I was passionate about was that I would be, I was brought in typically when a a division of the organization was going through a big change. And I loved to help people make sense of how this change impacted them and really imagine Mm. a world in which they could thrive in the midst of whatever change was going on. So classic Mm. example was I was, I managed our call center at one point and 
Uh, you know, it had for many years, for a decade, been uh, uh, the focus on the call center had been just efficiency, short call times. And we've all been on the phone with these call centers, right? Like trying to get you off the phone, get, you know, that kind of thing. And there was a real transformation mm-hmm. happening within the organization to say, we really need to listen to our customer. We need to take time. We need to be more consultative and relationship building on the phone. It was a really beautiful impetus. But the call center had been focusing full steam ahead on keeping their call times down and all these things for 10 years. So how do you help people thrive in that big transition? Um, Mm -hmm. So I loved that. And uh, ultimately, when I sort of found that um, the courage and the chutzpah, whatever it was to say, you know, I'm going to go off and do this, do something on my own. Um, I, I, it's felt like a natural fit to say, you know, that's, that's the essence of what I like to do. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so important Mm -hmm. that people find like the essential, the essential genius of what you love to do Mm -hmm. and find a way to express that more and more every day, professionally, personally, you name it, you know, just let your life be infused with it. Um, and I'm, I'm really fortunate to, you know, feel like I'm moving in that direction all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and I think coaching actually, cause that, that was the same experience for me, right? There was this uh, piece of having to sell the services, right? Without the coaching piece of it. And that was um, a difficult thing. Uh, and as soon as I started coaching, it was like all oh, this light came up, right? Of, yeah. oh, now I understand why they do what they do. And it makes sense why we're doing all of this, you know, and helping them be able to see the larger picture as well, I think is huge when it comes to marketing. Well, and I have to say, I mean, on a, on a, just what what is interesting to me level i tend to think that you know most of us can figure out what we need to do whether our mm. goals are losing weight or marketing our business like we can google some of the answers to these questions but the right. bigger question is like why don't we do what we know we we need to do and that i that just lights me up that is fascinating right and that's where People don't just need us to give them an answer key to the test. They really need to understand more deeply, like, well, what might get in my way? What's the authentic way for me to market? You know, all all these Mm -hmm. sorts of nuances that will make it possible for us to do what we might actually know we need to do. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's also the answer that everyone has, right? They have the answers in their heads. It's there. It's just that sometimes you need to hear the right question Mm. in order to be able to answer the question. Amen. Love that. Yeah. Um, So from what you've said, you are drawn to change and ultimately helping with change. So what kind of transformation is usually going on with your clients while they're working with you? Yeah. Well, you know, thinking about particularly the people that are um, starting businesses, on the, the entrepreneur, right? Um, what What's often happening is one of two things. And the first is that I think a lot of people, it's actually really cool. I think I feel that a lot of people are sort of recognizing proactively that some piece of their suffering, right, might be created by the circumstances, like a difficult work environment, or, you know, I want more freedom, or I want more control over my day. And I, you know, I don't like the structure of sort of a traditional work environment, or, you know, those kinds of things. 
So they sense that there's something about the circumstances, but there's also something about them that uh, creates some of the difficulties in their lives, some of the things that they want to change. So I love working with entrepreneurs who sort of sense that and in making this transition into running their own businesses want to change not just the details of who's the boss and what am I exactly doing all day, but also who am I? Like how am I showing up for my work? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes what happens is that we don't realize how much we are a part of creating our own difficulties. And so once <laughs> we started our business, we're like, oh gosh, you know what? I was I was burnt out and overworking in my corporate job. Now I've started my own thing and here I am burnt out and overworking again. Like, I think that might be partially me, <laughs> uh, you know? And so, so that sometimes people come because they've sort of caught that and realize I have to change something about myself so I don't repeat this pattern um, mm. and really turn this business into exactly what I dreamed it could be, right? Which is a source of freedom, a source of ease, a source of actually even mm-hmm. financial security, right? And um, and so that, that's sort of people coming and looking for that. Like, how do I, how do I take care of my part in this? Um, mm. creating the life that I want here, creating the business that I want, the professional experience I want, all of that. I think, and I think it's really a stage of business ownership in a way, uh, because I think that when you start out, you're so gung-ho and you're so excited and you're like, look at what I did. I'm starting this thing and it's fantastic. And you're like, oh, I'm never going to get burnt out at right. this. I mean, because I'm doing what I love, right? Yeah. And then about two months, three months into it, you're like, uh-oh, wait a second, what's going on here? Yeah. And then six months into it, you're like, Oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. Right. It's like instead of <laughs> hating your expense report, now you're hating your own bookkeeping and you're like, what have I done? I thought I was getting away from all the bureaucracy. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize it was in my head. Right, right, right. <laughs> all right. So um, I understand that you see building a business and starting a business is really part of a bigger picture and not just finding something that you're good at talking to your customers and doing a great job for them. Um, So what does that bigger picture look like for you? Well, first of all, I mean, those things like, you know, finding something you're good at, working with your customers, doing a good job for them. Like, I mean, that's the table stakes, right? We all have to be ready to show up and do that. And that's hard. I, I also don't want to minimize that. You know, that that has its own challenges. But, you know, what for me, this invitation to be an entrepreneur, this invitation to be a small business owner and engage in those beautiful things of offering a gift to somebody and um, and and whatnot, to me, that's also an invitation to grow significantly as a person and really – you know, it's a, a chance to not just work towards achievement in a like checking the boxes kind of way, like just gathering outside success, but actually becoming a fuller expression of yourself. I mean, I think mm. that it is, um, it can be such an actually like a, a place of huge expansive growth for us. Agreed. Personally, mm-hmm. as well as professionally, mm-hmm. as well as all those other traditional measures of success that can come along with it. And so that, I, that's something that I just um, – I feel like if people want to answer that invitation, it's it's exciting. It's thrilling. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think, I think a lot of people don't realize that's what they're signing up for when they mm. – <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we really will create, we'll bring so much of our patterns, like whatever patterns we learned about achievement and work and effort and um, uh, completion and perfection and relationships, whatever patterns we learned about that and then did for however long, you know, a decade or two decades in our professional lives, we're bringing ourselves into our new business. So we're going to get to see those patterns all over again, except we do have this wonderful opportunity to choose um, really all, all the aspects of it. And, Mm. and that's exciting. It is. Yeah, yeah, agreed. That's the fun part of the roller coaster. Yeah, just to, just yeah. to get to the crest, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, what are what's some of the turmoil and struggle? You know that you when you left your corporate mm-hmm. job um, and started your coaching company, is that something that you dealt with? I know it was something I dealt with when mm-hmm. I when I left mine. So I left two job, two corporate jobs in a sense. Mm, I left mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. corporate job in the financial services industry, and I left that. Um, uh, I left a good enough job because I thought there was possibility of something really great, and so I have this one experience of leaving something that wasn't particularly like toxic or painful or difficult. It was actually a really good job. It's kind of like, I'm sure some of your listeners will relate to, you know, wanting to leave something or maybe leaving something where everyone around looks at you and they're like, you're crazy. Like you were, yeah, you were on a shooting star there. You were, you know, you had a great job. Like, what are you doing? Right. So I left first in that situation. In the second um, corporate career I had, I was working in more of a small business setting. I mean, we were we were eighty people um, when I left, so not not a tiny business, um, not a micro business, um, but you know, eight or nine years young in the startup space and and pretty successful, growing very rapidly, and that job had really become. A very diff. I I I would say there was sort of like a rock bottom feeling when I left that job of like, well, mm-hmm. I need to recover from this job. You know, it was mm-hmm. much more intense. Um, it was much more stressful. Um, it and it really challenged. I found myself challenged to really listen to my intuition in that job. It was very difficult for me to hear clearly, um, and honor clearly my yeses and nos about the right way to do things. And so there were a lot of difficulties in sort of a recovery period, I would say, in leaving that job. And so mm. I feel like actually I've, I've, I think two common ways that people end up leaving sort of um, a career track, um, and I've lived them both, um, and, and I'm grateful for them both. You know, I wouldn't sure. – I wouldn't mm-hmm. – I wouldn't um, – I'm not sure I would – I think the difficulties in, in the second um, corporate career track that I had actually enabled me to um, take some risks as an entrepreneur that I'm mm. not sure I would have mm-hmm. taken otherwise. So we yeah. we need both a dream of what can be and a little suffering to change, you know? Like we need both those yeah. things. And so – yeah. 
Well, that term, you know, golden handcuffs, mm -hmm. it comes, it comes from a, re there's a reason for it, yeah. you know, because that's, that is ultimately what happens to you when you get too comfortable. And when you don't have a little bit of that pain to go, this is, and, you know, I, I loved what you said about, you know, it was, there was that recovery period. There's a period of having, learning to trust your own voice mm -hmm. again, because I think, you you know, like you said, you just kind of shut that down and you don't, you're not able to hear it when you're not on the right path. And, you know, once you get out of it, trying to listen again, it's, it's hard. Oh, I love <laughs> the way you said that. That's exact, that's spot on. But, yeah. but in yeah. a way it's sort of like, you know, you hear about bones that break and then when they're mended, they're actually like stronger than they were before. Ah, yes. I feel that in some ways it's like losing your voice and then having to reattune to it. You end up having a relationship with that inner voice um, that in a way is stronger, more intimate, more vibrant because you've had to work with it. They say the same thing, by the way, about customer relationships and customer loyalty, that oftentimes our customers are even more loyal if they've had an issue with us and we've repaired it successfully than if we've never had an issue with us. They've never had an issue that with is us so before. True. You know, it's like a real trust yeah. building exercise and we have to build trust with our inner voice too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So is there a top piece of advice that you would give to someone starting on starting their own business after working in a corporate world? Yeah. Well, I do think that that adage of slow down to speed up um, has a lot mm -hmm. of truth. If you have, if you, uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you have the luxury of being able to go slowly, uh, uh, I recommend it. You know, so the side hustle is a great example of that. Although I'm, I'm mm -hmm. laughing as I, as those words are coming out of my mouth because there's um, a famous uh, Zen teacher, meditation teacher, mindfulness teacher was asked, you know, like, well, you say we should meditate for 20 minutes a day, but like, what if we don't have time to meditate for 20 minutes a day, then what would you recommend? And he's like, well, if you don't have time to meditate 20 minutes a day, I would recommend you meditate for an hour. But, <laughs> so like, maybe even if it feels like you don't have time to slow down, I still recommend you slow down, slow down extra. Um, so, so yeah, so I think slowing down to speed up is really the name of the game. And what I mean by slow down is not necessarily like doing, I don't even mean like making slower decisions necessarily, but mm -hmm. I mean making sure that you have pauses, that you are reflecting on what, what are my intentions behind my decisions? What's that mm -hmm. why behind what I'm doing or what I'm recommending or, or the person I partner with, or the, you know, it, like, don't, don't just look for quick answers and slap them on your business and expect that they're going to work, you know, do it mindfully. So that's mm -hmm. one thing. But the other thing that sort of goes hand in hand with this is I think having a plan ahead of time about how you're going to engage with, let's say failures, or we could call them setbacks, surprises, you know, really before there will they will exist they are going to happen mm. it's not necessarily a sign that you're wrong or bad or you made the wrong decision to start a business so having a plan before they occur about how am i going to relate to my failures my supposed failures mm. my setbacks is a really powerful preparatory step and you can really do this anytime you don't have to do this before you start but i think it's a kind of a super skill 
Agreed. Yeah. And I think it's almost that resilience that is necessary as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you have to have that resilience. But I think thinking about it before before you have to leverage it is important. So important. Because once you're once you've experienced it, you're gonna have a whole normal set of reactions of like wanting to avoid it, maybe, or wanting to feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm you know, doubting now a lot of things, you know, all these Mm -hmm. whatever your natural pattern is when you respond to something like that, a setback, it's gonna show up. So it's good to sort of remind yourself ahead of time, like, okay, this is gonna happen. Here's what I need. Here are the reminders I need. Here's how the support I need. Here are the tools I need at my fingertips when it happens. Yeah. 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 I will say, I think one of the best tools that I've found for that, I think you and I have talked about this is um, positive intelligence Mm. and that whole concept of, you know, the, the saboteurs in your head and how you access a different, you know, your sage powers in order to actually deal with them, you know, and that sounds so woo woo coming out of my mouth, but it isn't, it really isn't, you know, you start practicing it and you realize it is just about resilience and it's just about how you talk to yourself. You know, you know, one of the amazing things that I'm so delighted has happened in the last 20 years is a lot of things that sound woo from a (laughs) mindfulness perspective are getting scientific explanations in the form of development of the neuroscience field, Um, you know, functional MRIs and a whole bunch of other tools have really expanded that. So, you know, the positive intelligence um, system really is teaching us to understand typical voices that exist from different parts of our brain. And Mm. we are socially, but also just from a survival perspective, taught to think that the negative voices are more valid than the positive voices. So that's what keeps us, you know, safe from really dramatic uh, uh, crisis life or death situations. And so they're prioritized in a way. And you're exactly right. We need to remember what helps us thrive when we don't have an actual survival threat. We have a, you know, a difficulty along the way, but we're going to make it, you know, we don't need that scary, negative talk to dominate. We need that problem-solving, encouraging, connection-minded talk to take center stage. So what are the tools to keep that happening, to choose that when when you've hit a stumbling block? It's really important. It is. It is. And I love, I love what you said about the time as well, you know, because that is, and it goes right back to understanding your tools sometimes takes you time Mm -hmm. to understand what those are. And you need to give that to yourself. If you don't have the time, ask yourself why you don't have the time and then find it because you really, really need it. Yeah. You're going to have more of it in the end if you do. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I often remind people that, you know, we think we're managing our time and uh, how are we fitting everything in the day? And there's an element of that on a really practical level. You know, I, I love to throw some post-it notes and calendar pages at that problem for sure. But, um, but the other thing is that I think it becomes even more true as entrepreneurs that we are managing our energy even more so than we are managing our time. So mm, yeah, me being burnt out is a huge cost to my business because I don't do the things I know I need to consistently do, right? And so I'm I'm always like taking a pulse on what's my energy, 
What do I need a little more? Where do I need a little more recovery? Where do I need a little bit more intensity to, you know, where do I need to support my creativity so that my energy supports my business, not just the hours in the day? That is such a good point that it is literally, you could almost bring it down to the dollar, mm-hmm. you know, how much it costs your company, oh, yeah. your own burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I would add like, it's my, the burnout for sure. But, but even like, if I, if I have a failure and I like am wallowing and like poor me, yeah. you know, like yeah. for two days or a week or, you know, how long does that yeah. last before you snap out of it? that has a huge cost too. So yeah, back to that sort of idea, like have a plan for how you handle those disappointments. Yeah. And how many opportunities you miss when your mindset is there and not where it needs to be. Yeah, completely. So what for your clients, what does success look like? Yeah, it's great. Great question. So I think that a lot of my clients end up starting their own business because they want a sense of freedom. They want a sense of ease and flow and kind of integrity, like where the where they're choosing to spend their times in places that are in integrity for them about what's important. And, um, and so a big part of what they get is a sense that they do have freedom, which doesn't mean that they don't have responsibility. They actually sort of end up feeling even stronger sense of responsibility, but it's in all the sort of best ways. It's like, I'm feeling responsibility for constantly learning or, you know, constantly discovering this sort of essential gift that I have to offer the world. And in my experience, it's both Um, the clients, but also their family, the people that are in their network really start to benefit from that because I, I believe, um, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a quote from a a really beautiful, um, minister, um, African-American minister that preached in San Francisco in the fifties. Um, but he, he sort of says like, we need, the world needs more people that have come alive, and I think when my clients start to really come alive, come into that sort of es- their essential gifts, um, come alive, their sense of constantly evolving and growing comes alive, um, it benefits not just them, their clients, their family, their loved ones, whoever that extended network is, everyone benefits from more of us coming alive in that way. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. So we've got all kinds of business owners in our Digital Connections community. Is there a particular group or subset of entrepreneurs that you work with most often? Well, I think I work a lot with people who have some shared uh, background experiences that I have. So, you know, mm. um, I mean, generally like high achievers, that sort of idea that you've, it's like, oh, I can see now that my perfection got me pretty far in life and now it's like hurting me too, right? Mm. That's a common theme. Um, you know, people that have worked in the sales and marketing world, B2B sales, that kind of thing are certainly frequently clients. Parents are often clients. So people who are Mm. interested in their, they're working with me to grow their businesses, but they also have this element of, you know, having, um, having children and, 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 and working through what it means to have this multidimensional life. So those are some common Mm. themes, but I think the connection is always this longing for more freedom and integrity in their professional life. And, 
um, you know, deciding to go after that in an entrepreneurial way. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes it starts out as a side hustle. Sometimes it starts out, you know, sometimes it's a full-time thing that's already in progress, but um, that's a pretty common, uh, you know, cord that connects everybody. Yeah, I would say I wish that I had had, you know, coaching like this. I wish I had had it before I started my business, mm-hmm. right? It would have been awesome to be able to start on that ground level uh, yeah. rather than, you know, I suppose there are reasons I had to learn the lessons I learned. Yeah, but, right. You know, I know. I know. <laughs> it, it is, it, there's, I mean, that's, I think about that too, right? It's like the, when I hired my first coach, you know, compared to now, or now I'm like, oh, I would never, I wouldn't. I would, I I love having a coach alongside as like a guide for whatever difficulty I'm going through, you know, um, or whatever new learning sort of horizon I'm, I'm working on. Um, but, uh, it is, it is interesting to look back to the times when like we didn't invest in the support, you know, that we now know we need. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or we were scared of it too. I, mm-hmm. I I remember a time when I was like a coach. I'm not sure. Do I need a coach? Yeah. I, do I? You know. Yeah. And now I wouldn't even dream of not having a dozen coaches. Right. <laughs> right. I was talking to a, I was talking to a friend um, and a, a colleague recently, and you know, she was saying she's like, I think things are really changing. Like. I don't know. It just started to click for people. Like, well, if a professional athlete has a coach, like if I want to be the best. If I want to be my best, why wouldn't I have a coach, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's a it's a nice it's a nice evolution that's happening for people. Absolutely. So, if someone speaking of coaching, if someone heard themselves today being described, if they heard you know the situations that they're in now, um, how do they get in touch with you? How do they how do they uh, learn about your services uh, more as well? Yeah. So a great way to learn a little bit more about me is um, marikaocean.com. Um, so that's M A R I J K E ocean.com and i would if somebody's just curious and wants to understand like how would coaching work and how would it fit in and is coaching really what i need right now or do i really need you know another kind of guidance or advice or piece of knowledge um i'm happy to to kind of kick the tires on that question with people um and and i and i'll be the first one to say you know i don't i don't think this is where i would start right now you know um mm-hmm. i don't think coaching's where i'd start um if th- if that's what makes sense and so if people want to schedule an explore coaching session with me it's totally free we'll take 30 minutes and kind of see where they're at and and see if coaching's a fit um mm-hmm. that's they can do that on my website um i also do have a tool specifically about Uh, a strategy that I think is really playful and a fun way to turn towards our disappointments and our setbacks and sort of learn from them. And so Uh um, I, I, um, I think we'll share that link in your show notes probably. I'll I'll make Mm -hmm. sure you have Mm -hmm. it. So if people want to download that, um, they can get a copy of that tool and, um, and, you know, join my mailing list and, and hear sort of tips and tricks I send out something every Tuesday with sort of tips and tricks around these mindset issues and all the typical things that we're trying to figure out as professionals and as entrepreneurs. Um, So that's another great way to stay in touch and just learn more. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, Marika, thank you so much uh, for stopping by. It has been an absolute pleasure and for sharing all of your information with us. It's it's just awesome. So uh, thank you. Thank you, Nancy. So, so fun to talk with you.
Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're just about out of time, but we're going to uh, give you guys a digital marketing tip of the day. And uh, my tip today actually comes in the form of a request. So I want to know what you, my listeners, want to learn more about in the marketing and digital marketing world. What haven't we covered and what will help you in your business building endeavors? If you send me your suggestion, I'm going to give you a copy of one of my most beloved marketing marketing tools, the one page marketing plan by Alan Dibb. This is a fantastic guide to building a highly functional and creative marketing plan that will connect better with the people you want to find and ultimately that want to find you. All you have to do is visit tinyurl.com backslash Nancy J that's N A N C E E J and send me an email from that page. Let me know your suggestion and I will send you a copy of this amazing book. If you're one of the first 10 to contact me. All right. A huge thank you to my guest today, Marika Kemble. You can find Marika at marikaocean.com. That is spelled M-A-R-I-J-K-E-O-C-E-A-N.com. Please make sure to follow us and subscribe, like us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find this episode and previous shows along with contact information for all our guests and for me at our website at digitalconnections.us. Have a great week and tune in next time for another amazing digital connection for your business.